Hello and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle A's beat writer Susan Slusser, and today our guest is pitching coach Scott Emerson. He'll talk to us about some of the changes he'll have to make under baseball's new safety protocols as the season gets underway, and how the A's pitching staff is shaping up after several months away from the field. We started our conversation talking about what he did during the shutdown. I, it was good, you know. Uh, I, um, you know, the wife and the dog were happy to have me home. Uh, now they might be happy to have me away for a while, so they can go on a little bit of vacation. But um, you know, it was a, it's a lot different being at home uh, in the spring and summertime when when you haven't been at home in, in 25 years during those times of the year. So uh, a little different, but. Uh, uh, you know, it was good to spend time with them. Yeah, I bet. It was strange, especially this time of year. Pretty warm in Arizona? Well, I was in, I was in North Carolina. Oh, so, okay. Uh, so uh, humid, and you know, we had a lot of storms, uh, a lot of rainstorms, a, a lot of trees falling down in the neighborhood, which was surprising to me. And I, I kept asking people, is it always like this in the spring and the summertime? And they said no. So it was... Uh, you know, our power went out several times. It, it was it was uh, challenging, but uh, uh, we got through it. Oh, my goodness. Now, what is your excitement level now that it, it appears that, that things are going to get up and running and uh, possibility of a 60-game season here and then a postseason? Uh, you know, I mean, this is what we do. Uh, this is what, you, you know, you kind of live for. And it's, it's a, not only is it uh, your career, but it's a passion. You know, most of these guys... You know that's what they want to do. They want to get out. They want to compete. They want to play. And and same with the coaching staff and the front office. It's, uh, you know it's a part of our life. And uh, when when it vanishes for three or four months, you 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 get to reflect on you know what's going on. And and you know you don't realize how much you miss it until it's taken away from you for a while. Well, what do you think you missed the most while while everything was uh, shut down? I, I think a lot of it is the camaraderie with the guys, the communication, the uh, the constant talking, the the, uh, the, the togetherness that you're, you're always having. I, I know, uh, you know, when we saw, I saw some of the guys today and, and we stood around the parking lot for a while and, and just kept our social distance but kept our conversations going. And, uh you know, everybody's now that they're away from home or calling each other a little bit more uh, yesterday and today. Uh, and we might be three doors down in, the, in the, where we're living, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, ba- we're back together. It's going to be a little bit different, but, you know, we're back together. Uh, well, how do you feel about kind of the, the safety procedures that are in place? You're, you're somebody who's considered, I think, a little bit, uh, at risk as a type two diabetic, are you uh, entirely certain about getting going for yourself? Uh, you know, at, at, there has been a little apprehension. You know, uh, you know, when I was at home, I pretty much self quarantined for for the entire time. And um, you know, the flight here to Oakland was the first time I was anywhere near anybody other than my wife my mother-in-law and my dog wow. so uh it was a little bit nerve-wracking um 
at first, but um, you know, I you know, being a type two diabetic and a and a guy with high blood pressure, you know, I, I've been told my risks, and you know, I, I've seen what our 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 doctors, our firemen, our our military, our police officers have, have done. And, uh, you know, I do have to be cautious and, and aware of my surroundings. And, you know, you would hope that other people are considerate towards yourself, whether it's wearing a mask or, or you know, using hand sanitizer and all that. I think, you know, it, it, it becomes a time of consideration. You know, I know people don't like to wear the mask. But if you think of others first and just think, you know what, maybe I am helping somebody. We don't know, uh, maybe scientifically, if we're helping somebody by wearing a mask. But I, I think it, it doesn't hurt you uh, and it can protect somebody. So, you know, I'm going to be wearing my mask as much as possible. I may be wearing gloves as much as possible. I'm going to be social distancing. Um, you know, the, the awareness is there. But uh, the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm, my medication is managed, I don't take shots, I'm not, I, I, produce, I still produce my own insulin. Good. Um, you know, I do have oral medications, so I, I know there's a risk, but, um, uh, you know, whether people want to believe it or not, uh, I'm in decent shape. Uh, I feel like I could go out and run a couple miles every day, which I... I walk because I don't want to I'm getting to the point where, you know, the knees and the back, but if I had to run, like I could easily run. So I, I feel very confident about it. Um, but there is a risk. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, it's, we don't know when this pandemic's going away. Uh, so, I mean, at some point in time, uh, you're going to have to face these adversities head on. And, uh, and that's, you know, for me, it's now. Right. Hey, do you, how much do you have to change sort of of your everyday routine once you get out on the field? Obviously, you're usually, you know, right on the mound sometimes, talking to pitchers, talking to the catcher. Uh, you, you're there watching bullpens all the time before games. What, what do you do differently in these situations now? Well, I think it's just more of, you know, making sure I stay six feet away. And, not, you know, not only respect myself, but respect others um, instead of maybe, you know, walking close to somebody and showing them how to do something. You know, I I'll, might have a baseball in my hand already and show them from a distance. Um, you know, what I really love about being a pitching coach is breaking down somebody on video. So, you know, in the off season, you know, everybody, I think, was kind of introduced to Zoom or WebEx and all that stuff. So I, I'm, I plan on trying to be a little bit more creative to where, um, you know, I might even incorporate more video into my, my teachings. Uh, I might stay up late, later a little bit, but, uh, you know, I can do voiceovers on videos. I got the technology where I can draw the lines on my video and, and send it to the players. And I really think, you know, they would enjoy that as well. Uh, Cause seeing is believing, you know, uh, sometimes they don't, they don't feel it. They need to see it. And by using video and, and, and up in our, my game a little bit into the video world uh, with the players and showing them a little bit more, I think that's a, a 
a valuable option that I could have. But, you know, six feet for me is really not, you know, I mean, that's kind of still your personal space. You know, you, you, know, you never like to get up in somebody's face anyways. Um, so, you know, trips to the mound uh, will be, you know, stopping at six feet and, and talking. And, and uh, you know, your, your words are more powerful uh, when you're talking to somebody than just not doing anything. So the communication is still going to be there. The talking is still going to be there. It's just going to be, you know, uh, a good six feet away. Well, that's I was one of the things I was going to ask you was during the shutdown. I know you watch a lot of video. I know you look at a lot of the advanced metrics. Were you able to kind of come up with either sort of new plans for guys or uh, different things guys might try or incorporate? Or, you know, ways to either tweak some of the pitches they already use or add pitches. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we have an incredible in-house video system. Um, and analytics. Uh, I mean, you, we I can get any number that you know pretty much is out there that Statcast puts out there. So I was, uh, you know, I've done a couple advanced teams already. Uh, I don't foresee that their you know their numbers are going to change too much of who they are uh, if they play you know nine or ten games right now. So I kind of got a little head start on watching some teams play and. Um, you know, I, I took a couple courses on body movements in the off in, in this pandemic. Uh, so I kept myself busy learning more and just kept keep updating myself on the trends out there that, you know, maybe uh, for lack of better term, the internet gurus are teaching so I could know exactly what their, their verbiage is uh, because, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I always tell the players, I don't work for you. You don't work for me. We work together to get you to be the best pitcher you can possibly be. So sometimes you, you have to understand where the pitchers are coming from. And if they're being taught a, a, a way uh, that, um, you know, velocity is a huge thing right now being taught. I, I do think we're losing pitchers and we're gaining some velocity guys. But a lot of them are the max effort, um, maybe two-inning show and go and, and get out of the game. And, you know, the, the starters, there's a reason why these good major league starters kind of bounce around from team to team because we're getting so much more velo, and sometimes with a lot of velo comes poor deliveries. Yeah. And when that poor delivery comes, comes poor command. And when that poor command comes, that becomes a guy that's got to be moved to the bullpen. We're fortunate in our organization that uh, we got a lot of guys that got some velo that can pitch. Right. And uh, it's that's what you want. You you know, you know everybody's like you want to you want command or velo. Well, I want both. You know, I want I want both, but I want the velo to be a guy that can pitch with his velo, not just up there throwing. And I think that's the difference between a minor league thrower and a major league pitcher is the ability to pitch. Definitely. Now, well, how often have you been in communication with the pitchers during the shutdown? Are you talking to everybody weekly, or how, how have you been going about it? Well, you know, we did not have a uh, any send out any initiatives, any throwing programs or anything. As an organization, we felt like, you know, during this pandemic and, and – uh, 
I believe when uh, the president put out the national emergency, that we just didn't feel like it's right to tell somebody, hey, you need to go outside and throw. You need to go do this. You need to go do that. Uh, it wasn't in our place. You know, Our number one priority was the health and well-being of the players and their families. But with that said, the guys did go out and throw. So probably between you know seven and every every seven every ten days, we were texting back and forth. Guys would tell me, you know, what they're doing, and uh, you know, I didn't tell them, okay, well, you got to go do this, you got to do this. I was like, do what you guys feel comfortable, do what you're able to do uh, according to the, the you know the, your your state laws and, and your social distancing practices. And, uh, you know, our, our guys, uh, you know, we had a lot of guys that, you know, were able to go out and do some things. So uh, we're not going to be, you know, I would say we're, you know, three weeks uh, a spring training. Four would have been great, but three weeks we, we should be close, pretty much close to uh, where we would be at in a regular spring training. We'll be back with more with Scott Emerson in just a moment. And a reminder... But of course, you can find all our work on sfchronicle.com, and you can sign up for a subscription at sfchronicle.com slash pod. Health is, uh, is probably even better than when the shutdown started, right? Because A.J. Puck is uh, now back from that shoulder strain and, and throwing bullpens. Yeah, you know, the, the, you know, the one thing we don't know is about, you know, you know, these guys, instead of having, you know, an eight-week throwing program coming into spring training and, you know, a six-week, six, seven-week, eight-week spring training, whatever it is, 42 days, now they've had, you know, another three months. So their arms are pretty fresh to the point where, you know, these guys would go out and throw, and if they didn't feel 100%, they, they knew when to stop. You know, they, the, their body's telling them. And, and there was no reason to push themselves. So when they were getting to the mound, you know, twice a week, if you're throwing Tuesdays and Fridays, you're fresh because you're not throwing off the mound Wednesday and Thursday or Monday. You know, you look at our relievers, most of these guys are, are you know, maybe pitching in four games a week, but they're warming up in five or six games. So these guys have now, in a seven-day week, have only been off the mound twice, so they've been able to maximize their velocity and stay fresh. So, you know, that's the one thing that, you know, I'm going to be curious to see is when the season starts, are these guys going to have a little bit uh, a spike in velo and, uh, you know, sooner than later? Yeah, do you have to be extra kind of cautious with guys maybe trying to go out a little too hard and fast as a result maybe they're feeling a little fresher they're you know obviously the adrenaline's going there's a high excitement level how, how much do you have to ask them to sort of pull back at least initially well you know, like just say for instance one of our pitchers tells me they, they've had three up bullpens or they've had uh, a three up batting practice you know i'm going to pull the reins back probably a little bit and and, and start out at two two innings again um just because of what you're saying you know you don't want a guy to start out so fast that um you know because once he starts facing hitters he's going to jump it jump about i'd say seven eight percent if he if, if aj puck's throwing his bullpen at 90 91 
you know, all of a sudden you get a hitter in the box and it's 97. He hasn't been doing that, you know. Uh, we have seen Montas on his social media throwing some balls 100 miles an hour, <laughs> but uh, there's there's always a little bit of, uh, you know, Mike Fires and Petit and Soria and the veterans, you, you don't worry about. They've been through the rigor. They, they know what they're doing. The Lazardos and the Pucks and the, and the young guys, you know, those are the, the Jordan Weems coming through. Those are the guys that, you know, they want to impress you so fast and and, uh, you know, as a coach, you got to understand big picture thinking. You know, I'm never looking at the present spring training game. You know, I, and I always say in regular spring training, you know, the first uh, two to three games are yours. Uh, and then the, the second two to three, you got to start moving your ball around. And then the last two or three, you got to start getting some outs. So I think, you know, in this short spring training, you know, hopefully we can get the guys facing hitters four or maybe five times in three weeks. You know, the first two times you just kind of want them out there and getting a feel for having a hitter in a box. But you know, that last two times you you got to tell them, hey, all right, I want you to go out and dominate this game, no matter if it's an inner squad or if it's a, uh, well, I don't know what we call are we calling it summer camp I sell or spring training at two or whatever. <laughs> Training camp. I'm just going with straight training camp. I think that Bobby's calling it summer camp, which that sounds like there should be little tents and campfires pitched to me. I, but... might, get a new, I might get a new sweatshirt out of that one. <laughs> I think you will. It's been sponsored, so I'm sure you will. Um, yeah. When I talked to Bob Melvin last week, he mentioned that one of the good things is, you know, you there weren't necessarily going to be strict innings limitations on guys like Puck, Lizardo, Shamanayo, guys who, who are coming off of injuries within the last few years but you guys were going to be cautious certainly with some of their innings and their workload with 60 games melvin said rains off how nice is that especially with you know that's three of your most talented starters right there well you know i, I always i've always been a proponent of just you know making sure our guys get their rest and and not throwing so many bullets in you know you know, somebody can say, well, we're putting a limit on his innings. Okay, but what if he's throwing 105 pitches in five innings? I mean, that, that to me is stressful. Uh, if a guy's throwing his 105 in seven, eight innings, you know, I don't see why we can't go every fifth day as long as we're getting rest in between. We're monitoring the, the bullpen work. You know, uh, Normally I suggest every three or four uh, – starts take a bullpen off and don't throw it now most guys don't like that because they they feel like it uh, ruins their routine a little bit or um, you know kind of hurts their command I think bullpens are a lot for me about commanding the baseball so you know it's just about you know the old guys they don't mind taking their their side days off every now and then the young guys are still in that, that heavy routine that they think they have to do this or they're not going to succeed. So we got to get them, you know, strong mentally that, hey, it's, you're a major league pitcher. It's okay to take your, you know, after four starts, take a bullpen off. But, you know, I understand that guys don't like that, so that's when we pull it back a little bit, and the suggestions are, you know, you throw you normally throw 35-pitch bullpens. Let's cut this one down to a little bit around 20, a touch and feel, and we're monitoring just kind of the number of throws they take each day. 
Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Now, but when we talked in February and March, um, certainly you, everyone in the organization, a lot of people around baseball feel like the A's have one of the best rotations in the game. Right now, going into a 60-game season, does that dynamic change? Is it more of a level playing field for every team when, you know, there's so few games? Or does this rotation give you guys, like, an extra advantage in a super short season? Oh, tough question. Um, you know, you, on paper, you look at it and you, you say, yeah, this is a good rotation. And then uh, you actually got to go out and play. You know, uh, Jesus, Lizardo, and Puck, you know, they actually got to start Major League Baseball games. And uh, and it's going to be quick. There's not going to be much time for growing pains. You know, you got to get out of the gate a little bit. You got to... Uh, uh, persevere over some up and down challenges that they may may encounter because they're young major league pitchers so i I think the fact of you know just being ready uh early on is going to be important you know i watched uh jesus pitch and his mentality is you know like a five-year veteran six-year i mean he, he nothing worries him he's not scared he's got the pitch mix He's got all the ingredients you're looking for, and now you just got to go actually out there and do it. And it's going to be a little bit different because, you know, normally you say, well, he's got to go out and do it in front of a crowd. But now there's going to be no crowd, so it's going to be a lot of self-motivation. Self, self. But I think, you know, those guys want to prove something to people. Uh, they want to prove that they're not prospects anymore, that they've, past that level and um you know we got a lot of great competitors and we got a we got a depth pitching staff in the starting department you know i think you know people don't some people don't remember the what daniel mangdon has done for us uh chris bassett had an incredible uh year last year uh paul blackburn has shown promise over the years uh so we got we got you know, a lot of candidates that are going to come out and, and uh, attack this rotation, and we'll see uh, see how the pieces fall. And Mengden's a full go right now, right, after that kind of minor elbow cleanup. Yeah, he'll be ready to go. I mean, he, you know, with anybody who, who was hurt in spring training, you're always going to take a little bit slower. You know, I'm sure we'll take A.J. a little bit slower, too, not to an extreme because he has been throwing a lot, but just kind of we'll be watching him. Uh, he might be a day behind, uh, but you know it'll just depend on you know, where we're going to put guys, what the rotation is going to look like. And I know we got uh, thirty players to start, and we'll figure out. They'll let us know how much pitching we're going to carry. So it's going to be interesting. You guys have a couple non non roster guys in camp, as as kind of expected. But it's you got to see them all during the spring, so it's guys I think who who had really impressed in the spring. Especially you'd already mentioned Jordan Weems, but also Jamie Schultz in there and Lucas Lukey. What what are your thoughts on those three? I think those guys are, are great, valuable options. You know, I mean, uh, Lucas moves his ball around, got a good cutter. Uh, mixes it up, throws a lot of cutters, a good cutter guy, cutters to lefties, cutters to righties, uh, uses it to both sides of the plate. That's his weapon. 
Jamie's got, you know, a good top-to-bottom game, a, a good fastball that he can pitch up in the zone at. He can paint it down and away, uh, a top-to-bottom type breaking ball. He can pull the string on a uh, change of a, a little bit of a cutter as well. And then Jordan was, you know, I thought this guy really pitched outstanding uh, in spring training. And he's that same guy, that riding fastball, that split, and occasional breaking ball. And, um, you know, I think for a converted guy to be able to, you know, in spring training, for sure, command the, the top part of the zone with a fastball and the ability to throw some soft at the bottom part of the zone, uh, is pretty good for a guy who hasn't done much pitching. Yeah, he he was a very interesting possibility. I, I would suspect at some point this season uh, there's a good chance we'll see uh, any one of those guys, but uh, Jordan Weems kind of is at the top of my, my list of guys I'd, I'd really like to see at some point if he's pitching yeah. well. Now, Scott, you obviously spent a long time as a in the, in the minor league ranks, and you've been a coach there. You've been a minor league coordinator. There is no minor league season this year. Obviously, you guys will have the alternate camp, but as somebody who's been involved in player development, uh, what are your thoughts just on not having a traditional minor league season uh, and what that's going to do for the development of some of the young pitchers coming up through the system? Well, you know, I think, you know, pitching is the ability to get out there, face to face a hitter uh, with a defense behind you and see what you can do to get the hitter out. You know, a lot of these guys are probably going to try to keep going to these facilities. Uh, and, you know, it's a lot different throwing to Rap Soto than it is throwing to Mike Trout. You know, the Rap Soto might tell you, oh, that was good. That was a good breaking ball. But then Mike Trout might tell you, you know, whether that ball was good or not. The, the hitter's reaction. Uh, so for the pitchers, you know, the game intensity uh, of just throwing a bullpen is, is so different. Uh, the ability to, to throw a strike and throw a ball in the zone, out of the zone for chase, it just can't be measured with the technology without a hitter. So, you know, they may think, oh, I'm, I got good command going, and there's no hitter to tell you how good you're really doing in this workout. Uh, I think it hurts a lot of guys um, to the point of we're losing pitching. You know, it, it, it's not about training how to pitch. It's training, or excuse me, training how to just throw the ball. It's, it's training how to pitch. And it's hard to judge yourself pitching without the hitter in that box. So, you know, I just think it, it's unfortunate. Um, it's it's tough times, but I, you know, I do think it, it's going to hurt pitchers uh, b- become a little bit stale, maybe, or stagnant, or or just you know, how competitive can you be throwing a bullpen versus how competitive you are when you're throwing in a real game, that that's, that's the challenge. And, uh, but another thing, you know, maybe these guys can work on some pitches, but you need the technology if you want to work on different spins to, to validate what you're doing. You know? So it, it, it's definitely going to be a different summer for them. Uh, you're going to see guys come back next spring training. You could see somebody totally different than when you drafted them. Uh, because of the fact that uh, 
you know, he may be going to these facilities and somebody may be changing him. But I know, you know, Gil Patterson's the best at what he does. He's got a lot of passion for what he does. And he's on the horn with these minor league guys. And he's setting up the innings uh, of what he thinks they should be doing, whether it's, you know, throwing uh, – if you can throw to hitters, that's one thing, or throwing five-inning simulation game where you just kind of throw a five-up-and-down bullpen just to keep the arm active. But it's definitely, it's definitely a lot different, and, uh, you know, I feel bad for those guys. Yeah, no doubt about that. Now, how do you convince all your pitchers that this is August and September rather than April? Because, as you know, these are notoriously slow starters and very fast closers. Well, I, 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 somebody asked me that the other day, and uh, uh, the weather will be really good. Say, hey, it's, it's, you know, once we get on that practice field, hey, it's Fourth of July today, guys, and and um, you know, the the one thing you know, you you look at, and I'm not saying our team or our organization, but sometimes you have teams that are kind of slow starters because they're feeling out the depth of the team. And, 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 you know, some guys are, are out of options and you just kind of try to ride the depth out as long as possible. And then uh, once, you, once you go towards uh, this time of year, it, it's go time. So I, I think, you know, one thing that we know as a team is we basically have the same core group that we had last year. And so, you know, Sometimes if you get too much turnover, I think that's when you, you don't know what you have until June or July. I know from a coaching standpoint, you have to build trust in players. You have to start, you know, I, I can't come in and, you know, mandate, hey, you need to pitch like this, you need to do that. I want to build their trust so they trust me. And if you get a new starting pitcher, you know, he may not, trust you until until june or july or i mean it's a it's a different ball game i know you know somebody asked me a question about uh sean Manaya, and i think it probably took a full year to where me and sean were always on the same page and feeling good about it i mean yeah. it's just you know as much as you tell them hey i'm there for you you know they have to they have to see it to believe it and sometimes it takes you know, three months. Sometimes it takes a year. Sometimes it takes two years. So, but sometimes we don't have that much time. You know, so it's it's a it's a you know it's a creative creative challenge, and you want all your guys to to, to trust you because I want to trust them too. Wow. Well, it's all going to be very interesting. We're looking forward to talking to you frequently as baseball gets back underway. Scott Emerson, thanks so much for joining us on A's Plus. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Scott Emerson for joining us on A's Plus. Our producers today were G. Allen Johnson and King Kaufman. We will be back again next week with more A's Plus. Thanks for listening.